All right, well, we've been focusing on peace in a series called My Peace. This is uh, number eight. Let's go ahead and look at John 14, 27. John 14, 27. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. He said that he gave us his peace. Of course, he's talking to his immediate disciples here. Uh, they passed the word down to us through the generations. And so we have these precious words before us to read. And we can know, just as if Jesus were speaking to us, that he gave us his peace. The word, the Bible, is God speaking to us. That's the way we need to look at it, that it is God speaking to us. It becomes alive when you look at the word, that it is God himself speaking to us. By his spirit, uh, he will quicken that word to you right now. It, when you're looking at it at home, when you're looking at it, you know, sitting somewhere, you can look at it on your phone. But the Spirit of God is there and ready and willing and desiring to quicken that word to us. The Spirit of Almighty God will speak this word in your heart. Of course, it's written, but will quicken it and make it real and make it alive to us as we take it as the word of God. We can take it as just the words of man, that it's a good book, that it's nice to read, there's some good nuggets in there, but you know, it's just like other books. Or we can take it as the Word of God, and that it's supernatural, that it's actually alive, living, that you can never exhaust it, you can never get every bit of truth out of it, and as we read it, we can believe and pull on the fact that the Spirit of God is quickening and changing us Spirit to spirit, not, yes, it comes through your head, you're reading it with your eyes, it's being processed with your brain, it comes through your mind, but depositing ultimately into our hearts and producing life. And so we can look at these words that Jesus spoke 2,000 years ago, and we can take it as he is speaking to us right now. When, he said, when it says, my peace I give to you, you can take it that the Spirit of God, the Spirit of Christ is speaking to you right now saying, my peace I give to you. Right now. His peace is being imparted to you afresh right now if you'll receive it. Doesn't matter what kind of week you've had, doesn't matter what kind of month you've had, doesn't matter what you're facing, if you'll believe it and receive it, the Spirit of God right now in this place in Andover, Massachusetts, and whoever will hear this recording, the Spirit of God is there with us to quicken His peace to us right now. To bring peace into every circumstance, into every situation right now, for real. Not something we're make, making up, not some kind of mental exercise, but really in the substance of the spiritual realm right now, His peace is being imparted, imparted to us at a new level, if we'll receive it. The things of the Spirit are real. 
They're more real than natural things. They're more real than what we see. They're more real than what we feel. They're more real than circumstance. The Spirit of Almighty God is well and alive and powerful in the earth right now, and He is powerful in our lives if we'll let Him be. He knows how to change any situation. Right now, He knows the answer to every question. He knows the answer to every dilemma. He knows which way to go. He knows which way to take uh, with the fork in the road. He knows where the left is going to go. He knows where the right is going to go. And not just the next hundred feet, the next mile. He knows where everything is going. And His wisdom and His guidance is paramount if we're going to walk in the fullness that God has for us on this earth. We spoke, if you missed last week, I go back and listen to it. We talked about peace, His peace being the deciding factor in our lives. If we'll walk by peace, if we'll walk by His peace and know that if we have peace about a situation, then we can walk confidently going forward because He has already considered everything there is to consider. We, don't, we can do our analyses, that's fine, but at the end of the day, uh, men can miss it. And like we said, uh, different people can analyze the same situation and come up with different answers. Experts. I'm not talking about people that just, you know, putting their finger up in the wind and trying to figure things out just on a whim. I'm talking about people that know more than anyone else can come up with different answers to the same problem. One gives you one report, another one gives you another report, another one gives you another report. Well, who's right? They all could be right in some way, but you want the best one. How are you going to know? As a Christian, we don't have to guess and say, well, I don't know. Let's draw straws. I mean, you don't have, we don't have to do that. We can say, do we have peace? Which one do we have peace about? Because that already factors in everything there needs to, we need to know about the situation, and he already has seen ahead, and if you have peace about it, you know it all work out. And now if you have Storms come up, you've made the decision, you did what you knew to do, you followed peace. Now if storms come up, you say, well, I had peace about this, so just because it's blowing around, which it will, nobody said everything would just be calm all the time. We live in a world that's fallen. We live in a world with people that don't obey God. We live in a world with a, an enemy that tries to slow us down. He can't stop us, but he'll try to slow us down. And so just because stuff blows up and just because we get resistance doesn't mean we missed it. That's when we have to dig in and say, if I had peace, God will show me through and he has seen ahead. He's made provision. He knows what was coming. Then nothing that I'm seeing now has changed anything. When I made that decision, he already factored it all in. Nothing's taken him off guard. So he already knows. He's not concerned and I'm going to stay at rest. Praise God. If you missed that, I encourage you to go back and listen to those. We don't have time to cover, or we're not going to. We could have time, but we're not going to cover some of that tonight. But we talked about peace being the final, the deciding factor. Proverbs 3, verse 1. Go ahead and turn over there this evening. Proverbs 3, verse 1.
Proverbs 3, verse 1. It says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands for length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commands. For length of days and long life and peace, they will add to you. His commands, his ways, in other words, as we follow his ways and do what he would have us to do. The Bible says that peace will be added to us as we walk in his ways. Peace. Look at Proverbs 3.13. Just a little bit now. Proverbs 3.13. It says, Happy is the man who finds wisdom. Well, what is wisdom? God's knowledge and God's ways is wisdom. Anything that's called wisdom if it's not based on what God says, it's not true wisdom. Any true wisdom will be based on what God says. Now people may say, well, this isn't in the Bible, this is something else. But if you look at it, it if it's true wisdom, then it is uh, based, whether the person knows it or not, on God's wisdom, on what he actually said. That's why you'll see people that are unbelievers, if they implement what God has stated in His Word as truth, it will work. Because His laws don't change. You see people get involved in sowing and reaping. They give their money away, and they found out it works to give away. Works. And they're not Christian at all. But it works. Because sowing and reaping is a law of God. He set it up, and it's going to work. The law of gravity works, whoever you are. You know, you go step off a ledge, you're not going up. Unless you have something that's counteracting gravity, you're going down. Right? Doesn't matter what your name is, doesn't matter what your skin color is, doesn't matter if you're a Christian, non-Christian, you're going down. Because God made the laws. Well, anything that's truly... It, that's truth, and truly wisdom is going to be based on what he said and are going to be based on God's laws. So it says, happy is the man who finds wisdom. Well, that would go right, this whole chapter is talking about this. He started out saying, let your heart keep my commands. Well, if you find wisdom, you're going to find what God said. You, that, that is going to include his commands. How does God do it? You know, you talk about way of working. People talk about, you know, well, we got, you know, you, you get two groups together that haven't worked together before, you know, two organizations. Well, we got to determine ways of working. We got to set down some, some uh, guidelines of how we do business. How does the day-to-day -day look? What are our ways of working? Well, God has ways of working. His word lays out his statutes, his commands, his wisdom, his truth, his guidance. Men have their ideas. Men have their quote-unquote ways of working. But God's will always stand true. Men's may look good for a while, and they may work in some subset of circumstance, but 
they are not going to, unless they're fully based on the Word of God, are not going to stand up in every area, and you don't want to be the person that finds out the fault lines. You know what I mean by that? You don't want to be the person that finds out where these ideas of men are going to fail. You don't want to find out that they don't work in your circumstance. You know, they worked in all the test cases, all the sunny day situations, but in your situation, they fail because, what? oops, they didn't take into consideration your part or your circumstance. God always, His Word has already been tried. It's true. It is uh, complete truth and wisdom. It will always work. And so when we talk about His wisdom, we talk about His commands, we're talking about the ways of God. And we read initially that they will bring peace to us. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her proceeds, wisdom, guidance, doing it God's way, are better than the profits of silver. Now just stop right there again. Is that true? Is walking in wisdom better than money? Yes. You bet you. It is better than money. Uh, there are all kinds of examples that we won't go into where money is not the principal thing. People could have money, but there's not walking in the ways of God. Is walking in the ways of God better than the prophets of silver? Absolutely. Is peace better than having a loaded bank account? Yes. Thousand times yes. Could you have buku money yet not have peace? The longer you live, you realize what the wise decision is. You know, you ever see that? Remember that uh, television show? Oh, what is it called now with the deal? De not, not the deal or new deal, that's new. Let's make a deal. Yeah, with what's the guy's name that used to? You know, they'd have, how many people know what I'm talking about? I want to say his name was Monty. I mean, we're talking about decades ago, long time ago. Yeah, they'd have the door number one and door number two and the boxes and people would have to talk about, you know, they'd have to go, which, which one do they want? And then they would show them a little bit of something and go, do you want that? And they know what it is. Or you want to take what's behind door number two? Monty Hall? So you got two choices. <coughs> do you want to take the known or the unknown? And you know, people think, well, they look at that. Well, it's not great. It's okay. Hmm. But what's behind door number two? Don't know. It could be way better. Of course, a lot of times it's not. It looks good. Looks like it's a big door, big box, and it's nothing. Well, the longer you go, you know, uh, silver and gold and money is not the primary thing. Now, God is not against us having money. But if we have money and we don't have God's peace, pfft, I mean, over and over, I... There's no comparison. Walk 
and walk in, in turmoil and, and walk without peace to have money? That's a foolish decision. It says, her proceeds are better than the profits of silver, and her gain more, or her gain than fine gold. She is more precious than rubies, and all the things that you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand, in her left hand, riches and honor. So it's saying, it just got done saying that wisdom is better than gold, better than silver, but with wisdom is length of days, with wisdom is riches and honor. So basically, if we follow wisdom, if we follow the ways of God, all these things are there. You know, Solomon himself, who penned a lot of these, uh, was given a choice. What would he ask God for? And he asked God for wisdom. And God gave him everything else. So his ways, his commands, his statutes, they're not bad. Some people look at it and say, well, I don't want to do it God's way. That's restrictive. No, God's way is the way to life. God's way is the way to live. God is the creator. This is the handbook. So anything that we see that are his ways, are his statutes, are going to lead to the best possible life. Now verse 17, where I was trying to get to. Her ways, wisdom, the statutes of God, the ways of God, her ways are ways of pleasantness, and all her paths are peace. All of the paths of walking as God would have us walk in true wisdom, according to His statutes, according to His ways, they are peace. The paths of the godly are peace. Amen. In other words, walking the way God would have us walk the way he's directed in his word and the way he's going to lead us. Do you know he'll lead you in line with his word even if you don't know specific scriptures? We want to know the word. The more we know the word, the more we can know this is the way to go. This is the way to go. But of course, there, there isn't going to be in the word of God a direction for every situation you're going to uh, come in contact with. There will be general guidelines, but the Bible's not going to tell you who to marry. The Bible's not going to tell you which job to take. The Bible's not going to tell you who to partner with. The Bible's not going to tell you where to move. The Bible's not going to tell you which house to buy. The Bible's not going to tell you which car to buy. And on and on and on. It will tell you general principles. It will tell you how to conduct your business, but the Bible is not going to tell you specifically how to make specific decisions. We're going to have to be led by the Spirit of God. But one thing we can know is that if we're walking according to His statutes and according to His leading by the Spirit of God, those paths will be peaceful. He, in other words, He is not going to lead us in a path that's going to create more turmoil. Now, there may be natural things that try to you know, that come up that are circumstances. We may have challenges, 
But we're not talking about that when we're talking about peace. We're talking about the peace that passes understanding internally, knowing you're walking on the path of God, knowing you're doing the right thing. We're not talking about the externals. The externals will change. How many of you know you could have all kinds of stuff going on on the outside, but if you have peace on the inside, you can walk through the storms. On the other hand, you could have everything looking great on the outside, yet turmoil on the inside. This is why individuals that don't know God or that people that have gotten completely off and are not focusing on God, you could look at their life externally and say, why in the world aren't they happy? Yet they're ready to end it or do end it. And you look and say, what? It looks like they have everything. Not if there's not internal peace. If they don't walk with God, if they don't know God, people can say, what else is there? Especially if it looks like they have everything. But they're not peaceful? Well, where are they going to get it? That's what people ask themselves. I mean, it looks like I have all this. No, the paths of peace we're talking about are paths that we are walking with God and that it is internal, God-ordained peace. Walking through things with external challenges, but still being at peace and at rest and knowing that we can be strong and secure through these things. Why? Because we know the Almighty. We're walking according to His ways. It says, verse 18, She is a tree of life to those who take a hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. Uh, in the New Living Translation, Proverbs 3, 17, it says, She will guide you down delightful paths. All her ways are satisfying. Satisfying externally? Well, ultimately, yes. Ultimately, the end's going to be good. But that's the same part that we just read, that all her paths are peace. Ultimately, the ways of God are peaceful and they are satisfying. Short-term gain is just that. It's short-lived, it's temporal, it's subject to change, but God's ways are for the long haul. In other words, God's ways will never hurt us. God's ways will never leave us hanging. They will never, uh, hang, they will never hang us out to dry. They are the way to a true life, a good life. I'll read this to you. I don't think we have it in the Living Bible. It says, Wisdom gives a long, good life, riches, honor, pleasure, peace. Wisdom, walking according to God's ways, gives a long, good life, riches, honor, pleasure, peace. In the Christian Standard Bible, it says, Her ways are pleasant, and all her paths peaceful. Her ways are pleasant. Her ways are pleasant, and all her paths peaceful. 
Just think about that. Just think about out in front of you, your life. God's ways, following wisdom, all the ways that we would consider. If you can imagine just your life out in front of you. And all the ways that God would have for you. Now, he's going to give you some choices. He, you're not a robot. I'm not a robot. He doesn't force you down paths. He's going to give you... There are different ways you can go. He has, he's going to give you direction, but like we were talking about last week, uh, there's not just one person you can marry if you're not married. There's not just one of everything. God will get, otherwise he's making the choice for you, but he gave you a free will. He gave me a free will. He'll give you, now he'll give you, he'll bear witness on the inside of you and tell you this one will work. This item will work. You know, he's not going to, He's not going to twist your arm and say, thou shalt buy a red such-and-such such car. Why would he even tell you that? Maybe you like that. You like it, and he's telling you this one will work for you. But he's not going to force you. Somebody else may want a blue, totally different car. There's not just one, but he's going to give you choices. But what he'll do is bear witness and say, that one will work. This one I'd like to get, and you know what, the things that God picks out for us, the more and more you walk with Him, He already knows what you like. And you'll get to a certain place, and you find out something comes up, and you've maybe thought about getting one of those or something, and I've seen this happen multiple times in my life where it was just like what I would have picked out. Well, maybe you wouldn't have picked it out, but I did. Well, it was mine, so it makes sense that it would be what I'd pick out. But God knows. He knows His children. He knows His children. And so if you can imagine all the paths out in front of you that God has for you, you know, maybe there's something in front of you right now, and there's actually, you're on one Mo, a big path, but there are different, different decisions you're making in different areas, and they're all kind of, you know, maybe you think of one area of your life, and it's going down this certain path. Another area, it's going down this certain path. Your whole life is going down, you know, an overall path. But if you imagine all the ones that are God are peaceful. If you can just imagine a bunch of pathways out in front of you, if it's God... It's nice, peaceful, tranquil. Now, I'm not talking about we won't have any challenges, but they, they're the right paths. They are peaceful paths. They're good paths. Anything that's not peaceful, it's not God to begin with. Satan wants to take us down paths that are wrong paths. His ways, starting out with what's in the Word. He, he tries to take people down paths that totally disagree with the words and he the word and he lies about it. He says, "Oh no, this will turn out good for you. This is what you want to do." Oh, don't worry about what your parents say. You know, he tells teenagers and kids that, "Oh, they're old fuddy-duddies. They don't know. It's okay. You'll have fun." And the word of God, if the kids only knew it, are complete is completely contradictory. And God already knows you don't want to do that. And older people know you don't want to do that. But Satan will lie and say, oh, no, that's the right way to go. It'll work out for you. It's fun. Well, sin can be, quote unquote, fun. But the problem is it bites. If anybody tells you some of those, these things are not fun or they're not gratifying to your flesh, that's a lie. But they will 
be destructive as well. We need to understand that God's ways are never set up to hurt us. They're to protect us and to help us. And His ways are right. And all of His ways, if you could just imagine a color-coded chart, if you could see all the paths that God has for you, reaching out through your whole life, all of His are good and peaceful, however you'd want to, if you want to color-code it green or, you know, nice rainbow, whatever. And then there's some black paths, you don't want to go there, that's where the, that's where the devil, Satan, would want to take you. He wants to take us down paths that are disruptive and... Uh, cause strife and confusion and uh, harm in our lives. But God's ways are always peaceful. Every one of them is peaceful. Every one of them is good. In other words, God never leads us down a path that will harm us. Now, they may be stretching, they may be trying, they may push us, but they are peaceful. If we're going to live according to God's word, it's not always going to be a cakewalk. No amens. I didn't get a single amen on that. People were saying, I rebuke you. No, we could look through the Bible, and we would say, we would see, it's not always a cakewalk, but if we're walking according to God's word, we will come over and we can walk strong and secure and at peace even when stuff's looking like it's ruffled in the natural. Because Satan cannot stop us. He can attempt to slow us down, but he cannot stop us. And our path, if it's God's path, is going to work out for our good and God's glory. Amen. Well, that takes trust to follow him. It takes trust to believe that. It takes trust to believe that his word is right. Because your flesh doesn't always want to do what he said do. Psalm 119, 165. We'll just put it up on the screen. Psalm 119, 165 says, Great peace have those who love your law, and nothing causes them to stumble. Great peace have those who love your law. Now, his law is his statutes, again, his way of doing things. God's ways are right. And if we love doing things His way, the Bible says we'll have great peace. Great peace. Not just little peace. Great peace. That we love doing it the way He said to do it. It says, and nothing causes them to stumble. Why? Well, it's the wisdom of God. We're walking according to His wisdom. If we want peace then we want to look to His Word and by His strength and His help follow what He said by His Word and by His Spirit to the best of our ability. And He will help us to do it. And the Bible says we'll have great peace. Great peace. 
Psalm 37, verse 11. It says, The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Just like we just said, great peace, abundance of peace, not little peace, not just a little bit, an abundance. That means, I mean, are you getting the picture? Walking in peace, walking in His ways and according to the what He would have us to do results in an abundance of peace. I'm just seeing like clouds of peace, abundance, a lot of peace. You're walking everywhere you go. It's peace, peace, peace. Yeah, we're walking in the world. Yeah, we're dealing with some stuff, but there's peace. There's peace there because we're walking with him. We're doing what he said. We cannot be stumped. We can't be tripped up. We can't be made to fall because we're following him. This is the way to walk in peace in, in, in the world. This is what the world is searching for. Well, how do we do it? We do things like he said to do it. Specifically in our life through his word or through his spirit and then generally through his word. Isaiah 32, 17. Isaiah 32, 17. It says the work of righteousness will be peace. And the effect of righteousness, quiet, quietness and assurance forever. See, peace is the result of walking godly. Having a peaceful, tranquil, tranquil, tranquil abundance of peace, great peace life is the result of following Him. God's ways are right. And we read this before, Isaiah 26.3. It says, You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. If we'll keep our mind stayed on him, well, him, his statutes, his ways, the way God approaches things, his wisdom. If we're stayed on him, we're going to be thinking the way he thinks. He said, the Bible says, that he'll keep us in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on Him. When you're looking at a situation, we look at it the way God looks at it. When we look at making a decision, we're looking at His Word. And what's His Spirit saying? And what does the peace of God tell us? And that way will be an abundance of peace, will be perfect peace, and we can just keep walking that way. In other words, we hit something, we make a decision based on what he said and based on what he's saying, and it leads to peace. And we come up to another junction in our life and we say, well, what does God say? And what does his word say? And what's he saying in our hearts? And we make, another, make that decision, we go on, there's more peace there. And we can just keep going from peace to peace that way. We walk in an abundance of peace. We walk in great peace. We walk... According to his statutes, all his pathways are peaceful. Is it possible to go through life and to walk peacefully the whole time? Well, evidently, with the words we're, we're reading, 
Did Jesus walk in peace? Did he walk? Did Jesus? He and he dealt with stuff. And at the end, it was pushing on his flesh. But he said he gave us his peace. So if he could walk through his way of living was our example. We're his children. We're God's children. Jesus is our big brother. He showed us the way. We can walk through this earth and yeah, we have some challenges, but it can be peace. Just like Jesus walked peacefully, he said he gave us his peace. Well, part of that is we're going to walk according to his statutes and do it the way he did it and be led by his spirit and, and follow peace as he's leading us in our hearts. And that just leads to a wall of peace coming down through our life. We just walk and we just keep walking peaceful and peaceful and stuff tried to happen in his life and they tried to throw him off a cliff. And instead of freaking out, he just walked right back through him and he was calm. And they would try to, you know, Jesus had the Pharisees on the front row wanting to kill him and were just waiting for him to say something that they could get mad at, yet he still preached through it. He walked in peace. Well, I just can't deal with that person at work. Well, we need to renew our mind. Jesus was at work and had people that wanted to kill him there, and yet he was still able to work through it. Literally, they wanted to kill him. Front row. Well, I can't preach with people like that there. Well, Jesus could, so I guess we're missing it. I can't deal with these people anymore. I just, you know, I got to get a different job. Well, there's people, weird people everywhere. You just exchange one for another one. Maybe it's the thing, we need to change our outlook so we can, we can deal with them right here. They're trying to distract us and they're telling us stuff and we're like, eh, I'm over you. Whatever. Still going to do a good job and I'm going to smile at you. Wouldn't it be better if we came up and walked like Jesus instead of trying to change the situation all the time and go where there aren't any crazy people? That's called heaven. Praise God.